Have you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. And with you, as always, is your favorite redheaded psychic, Katie Manning Hilton. And with me, as always, my dear friend, and producer and co-host d scott hi and we have michelle missing tonight michelle we love you um and she'll be back for the next episode she just couldn't make it tonight but we have on two of very old friends of mine going back to when i first started in my career um that i met the two of you and uh we have a husband and wife that work together in kind of uh, related modalities different modalities to help people heal and kind of um, grow their own ability, I would say, or, or kind of look into themselves. So tonight we have on Jessica Kling Betts and Mike Betts. So welcome to Psychic on the Scene. Hi. Um, so explain yourselves. No, yeah. <laughs> explain yourself to me. So, so just um, tell our listeners, because I refer you a lot, or we refer about you a lot on our, our podcast, um, you are very, very talented, and I have actually had you do work on me, and has been extremely helpful, and I want to tell that story, um, but tell our listeners um, what your work is or what you do. Sure. Thank you, Katie. Um, yeah, and I can't thank you enough for all the wonderful referrals. I, <laughs> I just, I can't. Thank you so much. And Mike and I were just telling you, um, you really inspired both of us to begin this journey um, into this amazing life. Way too much credit because you guys are so both, you're so talented. So, so talented. And, and I appreciate that. But you guys, you know, kind of like uh, Glenda the Good Witch. You had it all along. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but we needed permission. Like Mike said, you made it okay for yeah. us to like, like even start to tread down this path. So thank you. Um, yeah, so I am a Reiki master and teacher, and I met you about 16 years ago. Wow. And you held my hand and said I needed to do Reiki, and I had no idea what that was at the time. So then you introduced me to my wonderful teacher, Suzanne Amsler, and... I fell in love with that modality of healing. Um, and I had never had any the intuitive ability that I was aware of um, until after I started doing Reiki. And that really just allowed me to calm myself. I was a frantic mess, as my husband will attest, to raising little kids and trying to be the Martha Stewart of everything in this household and it allowed don't you me think though don't you think especially now like you learned it you started your past 16 years ago but mm -hmm. how how impactful or how important is learning that now even if somebody never hangs a shingle out of yeah. how like in 2023 it's probably even more important to know how to control energy how to control ourselves how do we how do we process energy coming at us and I know I say to my my impact clients or my empathetic yes. clients that that they're in a world that's constantly kind of coming at them, and mm -hmm. that's never going to change. Right. But how you process that or how you um, take that in—that's how you really grow and evolve. So kudos to you, not only for learning it, but then 
passing that gift on to other people, Jess. Well, that's exactly it. Thank you. And that's it. It's it's helping empower people to, to mm -hmm. not fall prey to that, not feel ill all the, you know, just to take it all personally. Because that empathic stuff, you're right. One bad Facebook post, one bad text, yes. somebody, you know, and you just like fall to pieces and then you don't feel well. And it just goes and you tumble down into a rabbit hole of whatever illness, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and then you're stuck for a while. So yep. knowing what's yours and what's not the empath's curse um, and gift and then protecting yourself with that energy. Um simply and i know it's that doesn't sound simple but it really is it's raising that vibration which you can do through yoga through prayer through meditation through running through painting through anything right. you love but the easiest way for me to find that balance and feel better is reiki and it's just quick and simple because you just pop right into that vibration and relax have you found with your journey with even um it like expanding like the teaching mm -hmm. and you know i go through times like i i absolutely love to talk about because there's things and even I, like i i guess i forget the newness or the people when they're first starting yes. so to to teach again you go oh i remember that right right like a first i remember date. yeah, yeah for your yeah. first date that's perfect it's breaky yes <laughs> So, but you have, you are a really prolific writer, which I don't think you give yourself enough credit for. Oh, and you put out a lot of great information um, about as our, you know, planets are changing and shifting and things that are going on for um, people to kind of like say, oh, okay, that's what's happening or that's what's mm -hmm. coming up um, for the next phase. Mm -hmm. um, as you, especially during COVID, what did you find yourself kind of gravitating towards more so with your with your you know your healing work and your you know all of that all your energy work good question um so yeah when we had to do everything virtual which was terrifying at first it really what? became apparent everyone was hungry to feel connected to feel like they weren't alone they, it just kind of lowered that terror level um, to be able to do like, oh, we did virtual Reiki shares or, you know, virtual classes and everyone to be like, oh, you're here. My people are here. So um, that and, and to know that you can do it like you with all your virtual readings, it's like yep. super cool and so powerful. So now you're like, yeah, this works. I'm not in person with you and I can still, you know, work on your chakras and you know talk to you about things i had a i had a beautiful soul i met years ago just this woman and and her son had passed away and she called from connecticut after i had met her and she she said um i wanted to ask you questions about my son and i can remember at the time you know like the weirdness of your ego but like it was a reverse ego i was like i don't think i can tell you i don't i don't unless i'm not with you i don't know if i can help you and she said just focus in and how lucky was I to have somebody just say that right. or make it permissible. And so I focused in and I got all this information. And, and when I got all done and it was accurate, she said, see, you can read anywhere you want. And I kind of went, yeah. And she goes, and you know why that is? And I said, why? And she said, um, because we are God and God is everywhere. And I went, I was, I, you talk about one of those. Yeah moments exactly. yes because yeah. it's an energy thing so like you doing that work 
that was probably even more so. You probably had more people contacting you during that, like you said, that terrifying time. Right, because they were like, I mean, not to say desperate, but I mean, I know mm. Mike's business, he was very busy, but just to not feel alone, to feel empowered in some way, because you couldn't even go, you know, to work or school or anything, but, and to just have someone who was here and connecting with you and looking in your eyes, even if it was over a screen was like, thank you. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. And then those abilities, you know, they just like bunk because yeah, we can do this. It's all so, about. and I also felt like um, while I was, while it was away from a lot of people, I felt actually in some ways my ability grew. Sure. So being yeah. like quiet, yes. it, it just like, yeah, it just yeah. It increased the ability during that time. Do you do a lot of work with kids? I do um, here and there. You know what? Actually, lately there's been more teens, yes, coming in because they're just like you said when you started, they are fried. They are so fried. Wow, are they ever? Yeah. From tech. Yeah. And the and high school is ridiculous now. I mean, middle school, it all is. It's there's the just so much. It's too much. They're exhausted, and they're very psychic, as you know. They're just right. crazy, like with it, and they come in and they're yes. like, "Oh, somebody knows me and what I'm going through." Like that's not totally weird. I'm like, "No, it's fantastic." So right, yeah, they're mm -hmm, in need of guidance. Yep. So now switching my radar to Michael. Goodness. So wait a minute. So I just want to go. I want to go on the record as Michael. When I first met Mike, or didn't even meet him, I met his family, and everything about you was coming up. And I kept saying your brother's really psychic and blah blah. blah. And and your family was like, my brother? No, <laughs> he is not. They 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 shit talked you. No, they um, <laughs> because they were kind of like no. And that was one of the best, most fulfilling phone calls I got afterwards was either you reached out or they reached out and they were like, okay, we had no idea that Mike was having these experiences. We had no idea that he had psychic ability and he was having dreams and visions. And um, like you basically validated everything. So um, yeah, Mike. You are not the person that you started as 16 years ago. You were the corporate guy. Close, no. No. <laughs> no. no um, yeah, what, when we were talking about it just before, we were saying that, you know, what a pivotal moment it was when we met you to get that permission. And I think for, for me, especially because oh, I was doing this work, you know, unknowingly, you know, since I was yes. in and and then to find somebody that was like yeah this is i see you mm -hmm. and i recognize what's going on and that that was i guess very freeing mm -hmm. for me and so being in a corporate setting because i i worked at obviously you know time warner and then later on a fiber optics company that we were um kind of in, entrenched in this heaviness of a bunch yes. of people who felt really disconnected from life because they weren't doing anything that was meaningful or fulfilling and they didn't feel that sense of connection to what they were engaged in. And, um, and for me, you know, trying to figure that out and to get out of my head and out of my ego and, and away from what the expectations are and what the, the social narrative is about, you know, you should be doing this, that, or the other thing, and you got to make money and blah, blah, blah. 
And that was really when, when you think back and even prior to you meeting me, that was really the tech bubble. That was when everybody should be sending their kids to school for technology and you should be doing technology and you should change your job to technology. And you were in the midst of it and you literally felt like, you know, this isn't feeding my soul. No, not at all. In fact, I had people say that I did a, um, an internship at a school for a little while when I was doing um, the therapy stuff. And they were like, you're doing the opposite of what we're telling all the kids to do, which is to go into technology and to, right. to do these, you know, these jobs, because that's where the money is. And, and it, it just didn't, it wasn't fulfilling anymore. It was, it was meaningless to me at that point. And, and I needed and as, needed a change. Yeah. And as we know, as far as life and manifesting, even if you're afraid about the money, once you start to do what you're passionate about, it all comes in. Yeah, absolutely. It all happens. It all happens. Um, so, Mike, explain to our listeners, first, the kind of psychic, I guess I would say, you are. Because I always put you in the category of Edgar Casey. And um, you're one of the few that I know like that, that you, and that you were so regimented when you'd had those dreams and visions, you were logging it in on your computer. I still do that. <laughs> do you really? God bless. Like years later, I'm still, you know, whatever. So, um, I, you know what I do? I email them to myself so that they're time stamped and, and searchable. So then if I ever need to go back to like, I remember I had that dream about such and such and I can then, I have a record of it and um, it's been helpful too. It you is. Know? Yeah, it is. Yep. You learn a lot. You're probably it. one of the only people I know. And I need to tell people more of that. Like I'll say journal and, and there may be people that want to do that more like on their phone and it would be quicker and more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Yep. Yeah. Grab it and write it. Well, I, I I mean I like the one because it obviously it's searchable and then it's you know the timestamp and everything that but that also helped me with understanding that some things that you dream are not necessarily relevant to today. And yes. That, that sense of precognition that's available or or even you know, experiences um, that are beyond even that. Um, but you have that record of it and it's something that you can go back to and, and. As you're saying that, do you mean like astral projecting? Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff keeps nodding everything I say. Jeff is like nodding. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. Strange places when he dreams, Katie, like with strange creatures and weird place so who knows where that's that's all barb nesnick taught us about um with with shamanic work it's definitely the different the upper world middle world lower world as you guys probably know and um every time i've ever done anything with her i'll say i saw something like like weird and she's like oh that's excellent like and then i always say to barb well what does that mean and she goes you need to journey on that like she won't tell you shit it's like oh i'm gonna do more work i don't want to do more work <laughs> Why to tell me? <laughs> but but that's all part of it. And even the the ability, she's like just you said he sees creatures. There is something about it that, um, I believe, you might go to different planets or you see different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so, 
there's I definitely so. there's definitely um aliens or stuff that are not necessarily like like we present you know and you you just know that there's a difference there yeah. that's awesome so you were having the dreams and you're journaling them and um you made a very bold decision and you came across it actually because of a dream um and had dreamt about this place so explain to our listeners that whole encounter or that whole thing that happened um about jumping from it from... was no from from monroe institute oh from yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry like which one Katie? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I'll, i was trying to be leading i'll right, be more clear I, I had i had had a dream about um going to this place and um when i was there i was telling them i was looking for this person named ra monroe and i i did not i had no clue who this person was or anything about them and it was around um the there was a person there that had like a, a leprechaun's hat and all this mm -hmm. other which is ironic because it was just same yeah same yeah. Patterson, yeah. Right? yeah um and so i look up when i wake up i look up um, R.A. Monroe, like, I know it was like a couple of days later yeah, or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it turns out that it's Robert Monroe and, and, um, he wrote the, the book, uh, what is it? Journeys out of body or yeah, something, something like that. I can't remember the name of it offhand, but, books, yeah. um, but he's essentially the man that coined the term out of body experience. And he was yeah. this uh, guy who had this very similar experience to how I did when I was a kid. So when I'm reading the story, it's I'm making all of these connections. He's talking about somebody pulling on his leg and then him popping out of his body and then being on the ceiling and then and then all the other stuff that comes after that. And um, and that was like a light bulb switch for me because I was like, oh, wait, I had that exact experience. I know exactly what you're talking about which then eventually led me to going to the Monroe Institute and they have this um, really fantastic, what they call gateway experience program um, where they, um, they use uh, binaural beats, which is another thing that they develop there. Hemisync. Everybody hears Hemisync when they, when they listen to the um, meditation music and that kind of stuff. And this is with Hemisync or, and that's just it using binaural beats or binaural tones, which, um, is this two frequencies that get two different frequencies in one ear? Uh, I mean, one, sorry, <laughs> one frequency in, in one ear and one in another that cancels each other out to be like whatever theta or delta or whatever frequency oh, okay. help your brain kind of get into a meditative state so that you can then hopefully um, have these experiences. It's kind of like training wheels for, for meditation, I, I guess. Right. And, um, and so they, they developed that, that there. And so they have this program has been going on since the 1970s and, um, it's, really and where is that located, Mike? In, um, Faber, Virginia, I believe is, uh, um, where their, where their institute is. Yes. But, and I thought what was more unique to that story was when you looked it up and they found out they were teaching that course. There was, I think you called and they said, there's no room available. And then they called back and said, oh, wait, we have one spot for you. Yes. Right. You're yeah, freed up right. yeah. magically. Yeah. Yeah. Magically freed up. Yeah. So you know that the universe was saying, get your ass there and and, yeah. and start your, right. right. Um, 
It's that's a fascinating. Um, I didn't realize about that the binary beats, um, because I think a lot of what people energetically on the other side of this with with Reiki, I think that there's so much um, heavy waves and waves that we don't even realize or sounds that we're we're getting that are creating more anxiety. I'll tell you an interesting um, story when I was still over on Patton Drive. Every once in a while. I would hear this weird, like high pitched, like ringing sound to the point that it would like, like disrupt me. And then Nicholas was born and so, and out of the blue one day, and nobody ever else heard it. Like I'd have people at the house and I'd say, do you hear that? And they'd go, no. And then it would stop again. So Nicholas one night comes in and goes, I can't sleep. And I said, yeah, I'm having trouble. He said, I keep hearing that ringing. And I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, somebody else hears it. And <laughs> It had to do with, it was almost like a, an alarm system, but like on somebody else's home. And when no, it wasn't like the bell, it was the actual, like when it was turned on mm-hmm. yes. and it would create that, that kind of discourse. Well, when we were down in Florida, it must be everywhere. There were certain places people would be talking and I could hear it louder and louder. And it's just like a, like a humming. Yeah, I get that. So. But you, being sensitive or being more empathetic, I'd have to think like if the binary beats work the other way, that these other things are constantly in our disruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why our not? physical. Yeah, it has to be. Has to be doing that. So you're still working at the time, Mike, at Time Warner Cable when you go to or for the fiber optic company when you go to the Monroe Institute. And then what was the next big shift? Uh, I think leaving, leaving there was probably the... Right, because we were in Charlotte, yeah. I left Time Warner, I came home, um, I was down in Charlotte for a little while, I came home and I was working for a fiber optic company, and that kind of, my experience there kind of helped push me out, and I decided to just leave completely, and I went back to school to finish um, studying psychology, which then I became a psychotherapist. and. I know it's, it's crazy. So here I am. <laughs> I like, love it. No, I think it's awesome. To, to college. Yeah. So when you went back to, so the other part of this too, for our listeners, when things don't work out or things aren't working out, there's a reason why things aren't working out. It yeah. is, the universe is definitely telling you like, yeah, you're going to keep doing the same shit so that a year later you're still in the same place and you're still feeling the same way until, you know, either it's like a GE company or something like that, that winds up firing you because they're doing huge layoffs or the job is just so hard that it's, it's become emotionally toxic. What an interesting side note to the, our listeners is you two had made the decision when you went to Charlotte, not to sell your home in New York. Yeah. yeah. And that was, yeah, that was based on a dream too. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what was the dream about Mike that said, don't sell your house? That we would be on our way. We would be coming back and it kept showing us coming back and, like it was like 18 months or two you know something something in in that area and it turned out to be that but Mm -hmm. the reason why was because of i had to you know what they they kind of steer you but you still have to make the choice free will you know and so (laughs) yeah that free will can get us in big trouble gotta go and (laughs) 
Yeah. And it, it ended up working out. It was great. Yeah. Yes. It was yeah. a great um yeah. Even, yeah. Even when I was painting. It was it was good. I think I just think it was great that you kept your place. And for folks that don't know, um, and I hope sometime you open it up to the to the public or maybe you're doing more of that, you have one of the most unique properties um probably in all of upstate new york and um it is an old farm mm -hmm. where there was some um some strange Mass things uh, yeah massacre a battle yep. yeah happened right on your property and as you approach the property there's actually a little graveyard so you purchased the house with the little graveyard in the front yeah, we're weird. Yeah, we're I don't weird. even. Did we yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's looking at us like, oh. See, we should put you right out there, right in the middle of the barn, right in the middle of the the cemetery. But li they literally have a be. I mean, it's really old, beautiful, old fashioned cemetery, yeah. in yeah, in the front of their property. Yeah, you keep, keep trying to sell me. Keep trying to sell me to think that that was normal. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh any hauntings, just so you guys know, any hauntings we go on, obviously Dee being the producer, he comes and he brings the equipment, and we always keep saying, put D in that room because they, the ghosts, the spirits love D, and they love to touch him, mess with him. So we look, D, go, and he keeps going, no, I don't want to do this. None of it. Why do you keep doing this to me? Because it's fun. It is. It's fun. It's it's fun to see the reaction I'm and the look on his face. I'm, I'm a spirit chum is what I am. Yes, it's spirit chum. And in your backyard, you guys have that pond. Yep. And and you guys have actually heard and seen people out around the pond, too. Yeah, jumping over the bridge. And yeah, it's yeah, it's very, yes, it's busy, but in a good way. Like a lot of, yeah. Yeah, so very, very yeah, busy well. in a good way. Yeah, so man. you go. telling us that it was good <laughs> and safe. Like, okay, we're okay. Katie said we're safe. <laughs> the weirdest thing is, I obviously I didn't expect to when I pulled up to the house 16 years ago to see a little graveyard in the front of the house. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> um, but when I sat in your house, and I think you guys had a group of friends there, I turned around and I looked at, out the window towards the barn mm -hmm. on the side of the front, and I actually saw. Um, a man walk out of the barn and I saw a man get attacked and, and I didn't even know that about the property. And you yeah. said, Oh no, I think they were hiding in the barn and they got massacred or something like that. Yeah, they, they did, there yeah. was a, a raid on the town, um, by the, the Tories and the Indians and they had ended up chasing, you know, they ran through, they killed who they could. A lot of people held up in a fort, um, across the road there. And, um, and then, one of the owner of this property is he was well not the owner at the time but the son mm -hmm. he got mm -hmm. taken by the indians and the tories they took off and went to sharon springs area and when the soldiers from the forts locally chased them down they had um scalped him and left him for dead and he wow. ended up surviving that whole experience and he ended up becoming like one of the largest landowners in montgomery mm -hmm. county um Mm -hmm. and uh wow yeah it was a really interesting story mm -hmm. yeah. and, and now you're, li now you're living with that history you're living right there yeah really interesting so mike now you have um you're you're practicing obviously yes um and you guys do work or some work in tandem correct not enough yet we'll bounce yeah. things off of each other 
we'd like to combine modalities. And that actually leads to what he's studying now, which everyone's interested in. And I'll let him tell you about that. <laughs> so, I, which yes. kind of ties in everything we've been talking about. I started studying psychedelic assisted therapy um, with a uh, group out in um, Denver. <laughs> Uh, Colorado at the Integrated Psychiatric uh, Institute, um, Psychiatry Institute, and um, and so what what they're learning through the research with psychedelics, which obviously has been around for thousands of years as a healing modality. It's just right. you know now we're we're becoming modern day shamans, I guess. But <laughs> what they're finding is like eighty percent of the people that undergo these experiences say they have a spiritual experience or something that they just can't name like that um and what they also say about and roughly anywhere between 70 to 80 percent and at least in the research has shown that these people say that they feel a greater sense of connectedness not only with the world around them but with the people around them as well and right. that is a life-changing experience for them and so setting that intention and going into these experiences not to just like, hey, I just want to go trip and and you know see crazy shit and stuff like that. But <laughs> but who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> that was the eighties. I miss the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you're going in with the idea of treating it as it is as medicine and and having the intention to grow from that experience, to heal from that experience. And when they set that intention, when they and when they follow these, I don't want to say rituals, but but basically say these these protocols in order to um, to kind of contain these experiences, it can be very mm -hmm. profoundly healing for a lot of people. Um, just even here in, in Albany recently, they uh, they opened up a, the Albany Ketamine Clinic, and the ketamine is a dissociative, and so what it allows people to do is to step outside of their ego for a little while, and which because wow. your ego is like your repression mechanism right it's also your troubleshooter and so it's really based on fear and and you know trying to keep yourself safe which is helpful but but it's also keeping us from seeing and experiencing the world as it is and so by taking that repression mechanism out you can allow your full consciousness to kind of come forward a little bit um, and so people who are struggling with depression or anxiety are finding a great deal of success um, where they're not finding it with traditional Western medicine are finding that success through the use of psychedelics. Um, and so the research has been fantastic. They're in phase three trials for MDMA, which is, you know, street name was ecstasy back when we were younger and now Molly or whatever. But the, the active ingredient MDMA um does similar things it, it allows you to again have these experiences that that put aside that ego and allow you to to actually start doing the work and what we would probably call the shadow work but um, right which is obviously very powerful so in the, a lot of this too I, I i'm always fascinated with because as you said it's thousands of years old it's yeah. only that we kind of the popularization or maybe the modern nation i'm not even saying that right <laughs> correctly but um that if the drugs became drugs 
drugs became a different kind of escape. And where you're saying, like, we're putting in the intention, but the Native Americans, the Egyptians, they all used some form of, of enhancement or drug to take journeys and, um, like you're saying, dealing with um, mental illnesses. And um, it really, it, nothing could be more natural. If it was done and it was, you know, obviously kind of monitored and, and watched, boy, that would be very powerful for people to be able to do in a safe environment. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, right right now, there's this kind of uh, underground resurgence of those practices, and like you, you'll hear a lot of people taking trips down to Costa Rica and doing ayahuasca. And yeah, all yeah. I literally just had two. I, it's so weird you said that. I just had two clients tell me they did that exact thing, and the one lady, again, a corporate world, very, very wound tight, and um, the fact that she even went and did it. Mm-hmm. was a shocker to me yeah. right. um she was not the it, i i think somebody else was going and she decided to go along and she she contacted me and she said you really should do this she said i can't i can't get over how it changed my life and when i say this was an uptight woman single woman and nothing's working and nothing in my life and she was a beautiful person but she just really carried a lot of bitter yeah. a lot of, of a lot of angst and um that trip just that changed everything yeah Amazing. Absolutely. and they're saying that like it's like, yeah and, and that's the yeah. the it's that uh, we're all longing i think deeply for a sense of connection and i think a lot of our suffering comes from our detachment from all you know from from living really essentially when it comes down to it because we're so tied up in this this mess and we don't feel fulfilled and we all you know every human has a desire and need for connection and for meaning and purpose and um, right these are ways of trying to combat some of the programming and the and the you know the social constraints and stuff like that that are limiting your experience wow um how how soon do you think that would happen like how you're are you looking at doing trials yourself or um or things coming to new york younger i tried it and and i had very profound experiences from that and and definitely life-changing um Mm -hmm. and then to i kind of followed the research when i was in school to see you know where it was headed and where it was going and it was very positive and we were very excited about it and to see it start, like Oregon has, find, you know, passed for psilocybin, um, you know, laws so that they can start utilizing that for for therapeutic processes, um, um, uh, therapeutic purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Denver is probably coming right up behind them on that. Um, and so it's gaining more and more acceptance um, because the research is showing the efficacy of psychedelic assisted therapy not just taking psychedelics but psychedelic assisted therapy (laughs) as fun as as it is Um, good time good time like you know if you look at like the lexapros of the world and and they have maybe a 0.3 efficacy rate on on a scale of negative one to one and what they're seeing with mdma and uh even with you know ketamine and and some of the other drugs that you know they're they're getting up to almost like a 0.9 efficacy which is almost like a perfect one which you never see with 
pharmaceuticals typically, right? Which I think is done intentionally. Um, right. Yeah. And you're not going to see these companies, like pharmaceutical companies, investing in that because there's no money to be made. You can't, you can't um, patent. You know. <laughs> oh, they're going to try. They're going to try. <laughs> yeah, you can't try. Ayahuasca or and fungus. Capsulizing. Or, yeah, you know, you they're going to try. We'll see. It's um. And and is is it Dr. Wheels? Is he the one that used to he wow. does all the mushrooms? Wiles, yes. Um and we watched um Incredible Fungi. Yeah um on HBO. Oh my gosh. It's a that's a life changing. And that's one of those ones like I want to have my all my own mushrooms like to take care of myself for everything. So even you know, like there's so many things that we could talk about, but even with all of this and the changes that have come, and you said something, Mike, that it is, these are things that have always been there, but um, people realizing that they have other attainable um, things that they like empower them, as Jess said, um, to help heal themselves and heal their families. Um, I hope you guys open up a place that you're utilizing all of that stuff, kind of like the Edgar Casey place as I said before that you guys could do a lot of different modalities but I would have to think that you guys could even do it like going up a ladder like okay let's try Reiki let's try this let's try and then let's try like a psychedelics like Mm -hmm. uh, almost in a a homeopathic way of prescribing um, two people together Mm -hmm. Um, where do you see especially for yourself Jess where do you see um, even like the next year, two years, what your focus or even what you want to be learning for yourself? What do you feel you need to integrate more of? Well, I am doing group work as well. I kind of started a thing after the um, pandemic. I call them my tribes. And it's a group of people, five or six people get together once a month. And we talk about things that they're interested in, spiritual things. And we do meditation Mm -hmm. and we do, you know, mind, body awareness. And we, you know, talk about fun things like tea leaf reading and whatever everybody wants to talk about. Um, So growing those is a good focus for me. Um, Supporting him while he finishes, you know, supporting him, not financially, but um, (laughs) emotionally, mentally, and with cookies and things. Um, (laughs) And you have good cookies. Yeah, cookies (laughs) are good. Um, Definitely the focus of next year. And I, I just really love what I'm doing. Like, I love doing sessions. I love, I have such like this weekend coming up, I have a couple tribes. I have a class to teach. I have sessions. I mean, it's a beautiful mix of everything I love to do. I mean, when I leave. And you're, and you're a mom, you're an amazing mom and dad. Right. And you're, you've got growing kids and that's, that in itself is um, amazing work to be doing and all very unique and individual. Um, I want to share with our listeners um, an amazing encounter I had with, with Jess. Um, our daughters were hanging out one afternoon and I came up on a rainy day and I had been dealing with um, a lot of health issues, one right after another. And people had warned me about going into the modality that I'm in of, of working with spirit and helping clients that you take on so much that your body goes through a lot of uh, physical things, which I should have been better prepared that again, my ego was kind of like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. And then I literally started going through one thing after another until then one of the toughest things was I started getting kidney stones because I was having migraines, medicine. So I had 
come up and just said, do you want to get on my table? And we were having like grilled cheese sandwiches or something. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I got on the table and um, I had experienced Reiki before, never at the level that I received from you. And I encourage people, even if you're skeptical, um, to get a treatment from you or to to seek it out wherever you guys are listening from. If you're in a different place, it couldn't meet with Jess. But um, you started to do the work and you were at my head and neck. That's the only thing I remember. I was gone. <laughs> I was out. I, I went to another place. But during that, I woke up. I thought I woke up. I woke up and I was in a room and it was a huge old fashioned, like a 1950s hospital room. And there were tons and tons of beds. And it was a lot of, I could hear like people buzzing, like murmuring. And I am laying on this bed, this stretcher, and I'm looking around the room and the walls in this hospital were pink. And I could see other um, people talking to their patients or their whoever was on these gurneys. And then as I started to feel a little distressed, like, where am I? This woman who looked like she was of Filipino descent got right up in my face. And she said, like, she almost read my mind. She said, you no worry. I take care of you. And I, I kind of started to say what? And she went, you no worry. I take care of you. And I kind of, I relaxed. I just went, okay. And with that, I woke up. And when I woke up, I was still thinking you were like, it was only seconds. I had like dozed off. You were at my feet. And that must have been a good 40 minutes later. And you said, oh, you fell asleep. And I said, Jess, there was a woman here. And, blah, blah. and you said, was it her? And you turned around, you pointed at the picture over on your, on your, oh, yeah. like, right, right. On your yeah. side wall. And I go, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was so like freaked out, but in a good way. And um, it really helped me on my, my healing journey. And I re tell people about that all the time. So it must be like spiritually, like we must go to like a huge inner hospital when you guys work on us, mm -hmm. that you send us someplace else and all these other workers. Yeah. Angels How can you or, do it otherwise? You got to have right. spiritual help, right? Because to me, yep. it's just this beautiful piece. Oh, she was hanging out in the room with you for sure. She's like, okay, Katie's here. We got to work on this girl. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that, that really was not something. Work on everybody. Hawaii Takata, one of the founders of Reiki. So, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, and, it, and it did look exactly like her. So um, I encourage people to do that. Uh, have you thought more about even yourself writing? No, I, you know, that's so funny. A couple of days ago, I said, I don't even know what I'd say. It's all been said. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Oh, I have nothing new to say. It's all old hat. I, no. <laughs> I think that sometimes about the things I write, like I'm writing the same thing. I feel like sometimes over and over again, I'm trying to find things that are more inspirational. But you are definitely a great writer and um, a great listener. So I can imagine even telling other people's stories. That's true. Um, there are a lot of fantastic stories. A lot. Yeah. I, I think that's something that you probably should should share more of. That, you know, that would be actually be good if we could do that safely and, yeah, secret, no, secretly, you know, without hurting yeah. HIPAA, breaking our, our HIPAA violations. Yeah. <laughs> Just talking about it in general terms. Yeah. Um, Mike, how what what else are you working on 
I mean, other than your own practice, um, where is your focus or where do you really want your um, practice to grow to? What do you want it to be? Ultimately, I think I would like to do, um, uh, you know, continue with the psychedelic therapy, doing um, work with people with trauma, PTSD, um, mm. you know, the harder stuff, even like bipolar and, and borderline and that kind of stuff. So uh, hopefully give people. Oh, the, the world needs more of you, Mike. That is for darn sure. Mm -hmm. That that's those are the, the biggest challenges, I think, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're the most misunderstood um, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. diagnoses that, that we have out there that are. Um, they seem to find him too. Yeah. You know, he's got a lot, quite a heavy caseload. So, yeah. yeah. People have told me with any healing work that once you start to have like a pattern, you, that's who you attract. Like once you have one clientele, Mm -hmm. That's the clientele that you attract. Now, maybe it's because of word of mouth, but it'll just seem, and you probably experienced it as well, Jess, it'll just seem that you go through a phase where it's, you know, all the same kind of person. I used to even have it where they all lived in the same place. They didn't know right. each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And it would be all like, you know, out in your area, or mm -hmm. then it would be all like in Hudson. And then it would, so I thought that was always kind of interesting too, that they were, basically giving me more of the same clients yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah you'll have a, yeah pockets of that and or they'll all have gallbladder issues or they'll all have you know some sort of trauma you know from childhood and it's just like wow that was like three in a row of the same like yeah. what's going on but it is it's interesting it's like yeah the universe is like well let's keep trying you, you know let's get your well and you Almost in a, like a probably looking at, you know, um, history or, you know, human race, you probably both are seeing like, like you said, that they're finding him, like a lot of people that have um, maybe severe PTSD. I mean, like that, you might find a lot of people that have a lot of issues. And I think that that is definitely one of those kind of like curious um, studies outpours that you start to see like in certain areas that there's more of it for no explanation or young people having um certain health issue like i can remember way back and and i don't know if there's a technical term and if the listener knows what i'm talking about they can write it in but i was getting clients where they were talking about their teenage teenage child and they'd say they're having stomach migraines and i'm like what wow and they said oh yeah she you know she was always really high strung or had anxieties. And we had to um, admit her in the hospital and she's having stomach migraines. A week later, another high, you know, um, anxiety student, young man, same exact diagnosis. I've never heard of that. Wow. Yes. And I think it was kind of like, um, like, like a newer diagnosis, like they didn't know how to diagnose it, but these kids were coming in with these issues and they were running all these tests gastrociliac yeah. and these right. things were so they they it was all stress related and it was stomach migraines and I was like wow that's great right exactly and you're like I never heard of this and then all of a sudden you're like what yeah, yeah these really odd diseases oh yeah I yep. had like cysts like not me but my clients three of them within a week had strange abdominal cysts like they all and I'm like what 
and different areas right. all in the abdomens. So I'm like, right. It's like, it's like this concentrated, pay attention, learn about this and yes. try and help. I don't know. It was, yeah. So you're right. Exactly. And thinking like, what, how could you have that too? That's like, what? The yeah. two of you have such great histories and so many things, but another beautiful story about you, Jess, um, tell our listeners about um, when you worked in Sharon Springs at the baths, when the baths were still open. Yeah, sure. Oh, cool. Thanks. How do you remember all this, Katie? God, you meet like how many thousands of people a year? Because it's my job to love people. And I literally, I listen, I take, even if I don't get to, I take in your stories. Oh, I probably am like an old fashioned, um, you know, whatever, like order. But I, I just love everybody's stories. That is amazing. Blessings. Yeah, so I grew up in Sharon Springs, um, which is has the the healing water, sulfur water, and magnesium water, like Saratoga does, much smaller level. But back in the you know 1800s or so, it was a really popular little spa town where people would come and breathe in the fresh air and take in the waters, um, you know, drink and bathe in them. So that was a continued on until the early 2000s. But I got to work at one of the really old-fashioned bathhouses, um, like the Roosevelt Baths in Saratoga. That's what it would look like. Um, and by that time, our clientele were primarily Hasidic Jews. Um, and so they would all come up for the summer to stay in boarding houses, and they dress traditionally. They would, you know, of course, celebrate the Sabbath from Friday night to Sunday morning, um, very religious, and they would all take the baths and usually five days a week, but they were paid by the German government to take these treatments because they were Holocaust survivors. So I eventually, you know, these women, if they spoke English, eventually some of them opened up about what they went through with me. I mean, they'd be these little cute women. They'd come and take off their wigs, get in the tub, mm -hmm. and then they'd just find this safe space and talk about the bullet hole in their calf or their broken wrists that they could never take a bath because their wrists were broken and they were afraid they'd get stuck in the tub. So, you know, we would get them in the tub so they could relax and, you know, just tears of just joy wow. and trust. And yeah, so it was a really, so that was where I remembered that um, healing was important and to me and that's what i needed to do at some point in my lifetime so it was yeah, always it was, it was there really it was cool always experience. right yeah it's an amazing experience and it's another part of that uniqueness is i never i never realized those were because you're fairly young that those baths were still open yeah. then yes. yeah right and they were working baths you know for yeah. for that so it that's a that's really a beautiful story for not only Sharon Springs but for yourself and yeah. and that work that you got to do that um and now we know like every other thing on TikTok is about taking those cleansing baths right who knew right to Come detox your body I know to, I know to, to detox your body yeah, I know. So, I mean, the smelly water <laughs> you guys have um beautiful children um, do your children have the same abilities as you do and as they've been growing? I'm sure that Luna is just like her dad. She is. She's like his carbon copy. I, um, I think Cece does the dreams. Um, oh, she does? 
and she's a healer. Cece's a, a, a trained Reiki master already. And she she's always wanted to be a doctor since she was young. Oh. Gabby is artistic and creative and definitely used to see or speak to spirit when she was younger. And now she yep. is quieter. Um, so who knows what will happen, though, when she allows that out again. Cece, too. Yeah. She's very cerebral right now. But she loves to throw tarot cards and check things with her pendulum and do Reiki. So that's okay. And then Lou, I think, I don't know. She's just a big lover. Oh, my gosh. What a heart that one has. She loves people and animals and the elderly. She's just, yes, I don't know. She she wants to have 25 dogs and take care of old people. So, <laughs> and be a country singer like Dolly Parton. So, I will say it's a mixed bag. All of it can happen. Oh, my gosh. I hope it all happens for her. That's awesome. Me, too. <laughs> oh so that is so funny that's so funny and it's so interesting in your own family like things that you probably would not have thought about as a traditional family that like my kids will now call me up and they'll go like sarah send me a message and go what is going on with the moons right now because everybody's crazy i think i need to go home and smudge the house and smudge myself and then so just or then right or then um, Anthony, um, Jimmy's son will message and say, you got to get over here and smudge this place. There's a lot that the spirit activity is getting really busy again. I can't even remember when Sarah was in high school and she'd have like, you know, like she was dating somebody or she'd have friends over and it would be a new moon or a full moon. And I, like, I'd be going through the house, like smudging. And I would literally like just bust open her bedroom door. I'm like, sorry, ladies, got to, I got to smudge in here. And Sarah, and you could see the look on her friend's faces, like, what is your mom doing? Exactly. What is she? And, and like literally like Sarah would go, oh, by the way, my mother sees dead people and she has to do this like, you know, on the new moon, the full moon. So yeah, raising kids in that kind of, you know, never thought it would be like a hippie camp, but apparently it is. And it, but it's so normal, but it's true. Like what's going on energetically, mom? What is it? Or dad? Yeah, let's normalize that. Yeah. Let's normalize that and not the other stuff. I love it. I know. Absolutely I amazing. It. So, Jess, how can our listeners reach you or get a hold of you, um, even looking up like your classes and things? Oh, sure. Well, I kind of just post them on my Facebook page at um, Jessica Betts Reiki Master Teacher. And then Mike and I have a website. Our um, His counseling and my business, my wellness is the um, Bee and Storms. So B like Buzzy B and Storms, all one word, dot com. And they can contact us through that website. Or just my Gmail, my name, that's Jessica at Gmail. And they can reach out that way. I'll get right back to them. Wonderful. And Mike, do you have a separate account or things that are coming up that you would be um, speaking at or teaching? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yet. Not yet. All right. Not yet. Very soon. Probably, no. <laughs> probably uh, sometime next winter. Yeah, yeah I think that <laughs> Yeah, yeah with your client base there as well at the website. Yeah, you, can, you could always reach out to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with your client base now and and finishing up. When will you be done with um, school, or are you done officially, and you're taking on more? The psychedelic assisted therapy course. Um, that 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 has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. That that has really been um, the the guest speakers. Everybody, uh, Rick Doblin, um, who's the head of uh, Maps, which is. <laughs> The organization that supports psychedelic assisted therapy um, uh, 
Gabber Matty, um, who wrote in the realm of Hungry Ghosts, uh, has presented there. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy Robin Carhart Harris, who's been uh, doing the MDMA research at the College of London. Um, so it's been a real, real great experience. Mm -hmm. A lot of great people have been helping with that. So, it's just a curiosity. Um, have any of your friends, kind of um, your old group of friends, um, kind of just vanished because they were like, wow, Mike and Jess are just <laughs> way out. Too weird. Yeah. <laughs> they have just gotten yeah. way maybe too weird. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the, you know, we still have quite uh, some of I, them. And they, I think they like the weird stuff. That's yeah, I do too. They're into the king. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Fun king. Yeah. The other yeah. ones have run far away. Yes. <laughs> Somebody away. told me that would happen when I first started to embrace, yes. and I kept thinking no, it really and it really did. But as the years went on, out of the blue, it'd be like it was like say ten years later. All of a sudden, I started getting messages like, "Listen, I know what you do." I really could use it for a friend I referred to. And and that happened more and more. Like, no, they didn't want to be my close friend, but they liked the idea of being able to say, I got a person. <laughs> yes, exactly. That happens a lot. Yes, yeah. I know a guy. Yeah, yeah. I know a guy, so I know a guy. Yeah, um, a bit smaller, right? But that's okay. Yes. Good I hope or I foresee with the two of you and you're such dynamic people and and so I, i'm so happy and so proud of both of you and excited for you guys i can honestly say that in the next couple of years i really really hope that you guys do something together um or even do um hosting of some kind at your location um where you guys do healings together weekend retreats Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah um, we've talked about that I mean, too. Yeah. That was the goal, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the next Omega Institute, but do it in Spreakers. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. right. And don't make me sleep in a tent. No, F no. We don't camp. <laughs> yeah, go out in the out out in the like an outhouse and, and say, oh. Okay, here's a shovel. Here you go. No, there were too many life past lives with that kind. No, thank you. I like right, that. right. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's. I think that that would be. Um, and I'd be down for that. But yeah, if you, if you guys start to do that, I think that that's your. That would be a wonderful destination. Thank for you. For you too. Cool. Spot. I think that would be exciting. <laughs> um, anything else or anybody else that you would like to mention or talk about on the show? Mm, who else? I'm, I'm well, we already like tooted your horn, as Michael said. I know, <laughs> right? No, no. Mike, do you hear? Do you hear from a lot of people, or um, are, are are people really like circling back around that you used to work with in um, the corporate world that are like, boy, you did the right thing? No, actually, no. no? no. They're busy being rich. They're busy yeah. with money. They're busy being money. rich. <laughs> like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I I can understand that. But you know what though? you you seem like you're in a really great place with that and happy that like yeah. things moved on. Yeah. You needed yeah. it. He did. He did. It was, yeah, it was, it was just trading time for money. He always said that. I'm trading time for money and I'm miserable. And he was. He was really unhealthy. So yeah. 
yeah. years ago, a very, a very um, intelligent hippie um, told me, family friend, Kelly um, Anderson, she said, you either have time or you have money, but you never have both. Yeah. Right. And it's it was a profound moment because I can remember at the time I had no money, but I was home with the kids. Right. And I, I was able to enjoy. And she basically was saying, like, enjoy it. Either right. way it is, just enjoy that time right. because you never you never have both at the same time. And it's a it's a it's a fantasy or a misnomer that you can have both. Right. It's absolutely the truth. And and we yep. do wish away that time. I know I did as a stay-at-home mom for those years. Like I loved being with them just like you did. And I'm so glad I got to. But yeah, yep. watching everybody else doing whatever, you know, that envy of, oh, more money, more vacations, more but now right. that I have that time with my kids because they're gone. You know, my older right. well, the nest. The kids were saying the other day, my kids, because I was a stay-at-home mom, that you know, I, I would take them to the dollar store, I would but they thought we were rich. <laughs> <laughs> the dollar store rich. Yes. <laughs> they let them get whatever they wanted, but we were in the dollar store. <laughs> they would have maybe spent like a max of like $10. Can I get this? Sure you can. You know, it was stickers. Exactly. <laughs> They thought they thought we were rich, and and, and Sarah go, Sarah even said she goes it wasn't until later like we got older and we was like oh no we're not that we're not a wealthy family that's a wealthy family. Yes, <laughs> so true. Come on, I know. Get I know. Dollar. Yeah, throw whatever you want in the cart. <laughs> Mom's we're crying. Here. <laughs> yep, all good here. So well, guys, thank you again for taking the time tonight. And I will be very excited to see what is on the horizon for you guys or what else you put out. Please, please um, let me know. Or if you guys have something else you want to come up and uh, be on the show again, we'd love to have you. Thank you. Thank you we love you so much. Thank you. Love you guys too. Yeah. I'm big fans, big, big fans. And um, do you still have like a roommate living in the back of your house? No, no that's our therapy space. <laughs> But you can wow. come spend the night in our guest room too sometimes. <laughs> okay. Anytime. Come take All a right, trip. I'll I'll I can, <laughs> All right. I'll do that. I can come and do that and, and have and a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with you. Yes. Um, yes well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thank you. Thanks so much. Dee, do you have anything else? Um, Not really. Just if you need a DJ for anything, I'm always for hire. D Scott Entertainment is starting to take off. So if you need a DJ for your wedding, your special event, uh, let's see, your your birthday parties, your graduation parties, whatever the case may be. Uh, Currently working on putting together a 90s hip hop party at Mixed Breed on April 29th. Oh, um, wow. Which will be a a ton of fun. Um, Yes. And booking some weddings for this year and got some stuff on the horizon for next year. And if you need Excellent. me, if you need a DJ, I'm the guy. I'm t- just because I said so. And it's, you know, <laughs> because I'm the only DJ on this podcast and none of nobody else. That's has right. Me. So That's right. Um, it's DSCOTT radio at yahoo.com to, uh, to email me. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And please, please, uh, with our listeners, thank you again for your suggestions and your shares and your subscriptions. Please keep writing to us and letting us know what you want to hear. And I will be releasing tomorrow the winner 
of the last contest for the suggestions. So um, we'll make an announcement on our Facebook page uh, at Psychic on the Scene. So again, everybody, thank you so much. And thank you guys so much. And uh, I can't wait to see what's next. So appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. Bye. Bye. Katie. Bye. Bye.